That was actually an original song recorded by myself and Cade Fontenot of Cade in the Corner. And uh, it's getting a lot of praise. There's a whole song though, right? (laughs) There is. One podcast, (laughs) we need to play the whole song and let the listeners enjoy it. We, if you go back and listen to the podcast I did with Cade, who is the, the musical guy, I wouldn't be able to do any of that without him. He's also my animator, which you know mm-hmm. him. But um, if you go back, we actually do a live acoustic version of that song. <laughs> who's, who's the voice? I'm so happy to be able to tell you that. Me. I'm that, the singer in that. That's yeah. you? Oh, yeah, dude. For sure. House, house, house. It's so house. urban. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> we we're know trying to get mean. away from what it was based on because the, you know, the guy that we wrote the original song that we satirized is not favorable in the public eye currently so <laughs> he's not having a good time he's not having a good time mm-hmm. no it's it's raining on him right now a little bit poor poor fella um but maybe that was a poor choice somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> anyway well, so, the first time i heard that song was after i did the animation with you oh yeah you were nice enough to have me be a part of and on the way over here today my wife was like what is your first meeting this morning? I said, I'm meeting my friend Josh <laughs> Floyd and his friend Justin for my first podcast. And she was like, oh, that's cool. She was like, is that by any chance the guy that does the cartoons? I was like, yes, yes exactly. That means so it's working. Nice. You're, you're growing a reputation <laughs> for yourself. <laughs> that's awesome, man. We have so much fun doing it. And it was just kind of a random thing. Like my buddy, uh, it was learning to animate for himself. And then I was like, hey, man, you want to make a little money on the side? And he's like, yeah, absolutely. And then it's just kind of turned into its own thing, mm-hmm. essentially. It'd be cool to like at some point get it picked up by Adult Swim and like add on to it and make it a whole show. Mm-hmm. I thought that would be really cool. I would watch it. You know, you would watch your own show, dude, for sure. I'd watch it all the time. <laughs> Any realtor sh- like cartoon out there, I would watch. I think like you know, there's not one. I can't think of one realtor based cartoon out there. No. Not even a character True. that's cartoon. That's True. A, that's because that's real... everybody hates realtors. Exactly. Well, um, who's the character on Modern <laughs> Hopefully Family? That's not, I don't know if that's true. The character <laughs> on Modern <laughs> Family, the dad. Oh, yeah. He's Phil Dumphy. He is a realtor. Yeah, that's a realtor. right. And he's kind of a cartoon. He He's an animated sort of He's a of cartoon fella. character. For yeah. Sure. That show cracks me up, dude. I, I don't get it. I don't watch it a, a ton. Me either. Every time I watch it, I'm like, yeah, that's, that's a good show. I just watch reruns of The Office. That's what I was going to say. If I was going to watch a show, over. it's probably going to be The Office, man. I love that show. That I love the Steve Carell years. You know, uh, after he left, it was probably like, meh. Mm-hmm. It, got, it was meh. It, it got, uh, like, it got kooky. You yeah. know what I mean? Like the storylines just started to get really weird to try to be funny. <laughs> Trying to make Instead of having silliness. Steve Carell, yeah. who was just naturally a funny character. Right. In normal situations. Yep. They had to make the situations really weird, like going on and a boat. And that's not what we liked about it. We right. wanted the normal situations made really awkward that's by right. his character. That's I, it. Exactly. No, you're right. Well, guys, thank you so much. This is kind of like an intro. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in today. This is the Awesome Real Estate Show podcast. I'm Joshua Floyd. I'm a realtor here in Southwest Louisiana. I make buying and selling real estate easy every day. Today in uh, in the studio in at Sale Street Baptist Church with Justin Martindale as the co-host. That's it. Uh, we have Brandon Bradley hello, hello. with uh, Bradley Morrow Title. How's it going, buddy? Going good, man. It's going good. Dude, it's thanks so much for being here. You you asked and and you shall receive. <laughs> <laughs> it's my first podcast, so is it really? This is, oh, that's yeah. right, dude. That's awesome. He's yeah. sweating bullets right now. I know. I'm, I don't, I'm kind of just waiting <laughs> to take direction. You can't from, mess this up from either one of you. You know, I don't want to talk out of turn. <laughs> oh, please, no. Step all over. It's fine. You're not going to hurt my feelings at but all. But yeah, it's Friday. It's uh, 
it's a, it's a good day. So. It is, man. I, it's been a long week. Has it been a long week for you? Yes, it has. The real estate uh, market is crazy. It's yeah. picking up everybody's, you know. It, it's heating up, right? For everybody that doesn't know, it's kind of seasonal. You know, at the end of the last quarter of the year, everybody kind of falls asleep Yeah. Uh, with the lull of the holidays. And uh, they kind of wake up around this time, yep. you know, February. Yep. So. I'm feeling it big time, man, especially the beginning of this week. It was just, you know, go, 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 go. And yep. then I've added a couple of things to my plate uh, real estate-wise uh, to sort of, you know, expand my you know, sphere of influence and stuff like that. And hopefully help other people out. Um, not really ready to announce it quite yet, but you know, awesome. I'm already working this other thing. And so I'm, it's taken a lot of time on top of what I'm doing, but, um, dude, I mean, <laughs> I'll be the last person to complain about that kind of thing. I mean, for us, busyness, you know, equals Kids. success, you know, yeah. like we're actually doing something right. Right. Know? Me and you were talking about that uh, yeah. on the last podcast. Like, we're both self-employed. We're all pretty much self-employed. It's right. like, if you're not working until 7 o'clock at night, <laughs> you're like, I'm not going to make the mortgage this month. Exactly. <laughs> you immediately start to exactly. panic. <laughs> yeah, time is definitely always of the essence. you got to stay busy. And we were all just talking about our, you know, on top of being self-employed, our children, yeah. how busy they keep us. I had a... Um, That's a side job right there, man. Oh, soccer season started, dude, well, this Woo. week. It's crazy. We're going to be there on the weekends You're now. a big soccer guy, too. You you were, like... Huge. Yeah, you were... Yeah, you... Uh, did you go to college and play soccer? Or so, you thought, or? I, um, I, uh, I, I was a state champion at St. Thomas More. And, I knew, um, okay, I knew there was something big and, that had happened. And then there's, awesome. there was, there's, we called it Select then, they call it Premier now. I was a state champion a few times then with the Cajun nice. Heat. And, um... I did not play soccer in college for a girl um, that I did not marry. Let's Aww. say that. <laughs> but, uh, Hashtag regrets. But but now I live vicariously <laughs> through my children and coaching. I just love to coach. Dude, for sure. Honestly, if, if I had no debt and somebody paid me like $20,000 a year to yeah. coach, I would probably do it. Awesome, I man. just enjoy development. Like last night, we had our first U7 practice for my oldest daughter, Lily, and... Um, you know, when I sat all them down, I had them reintroduce themselves, new new teammates and old ones, where they went to school, how old they are. Yeah. And um, and right after that, I said, okay, girls, before the season starts, let's talk about discipline. Does anybody know what discipline means? <laughs> it raised their hands. So I just like to see them develop as young, young, reasonable people. That's got to be so rewarding, man. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. I would love to be in that sort of role, but I don't know anything about sports. I'm the worst sports player ever. Well, I think I, I think you just if you do it with anything. I mean, Justin, I imagine you probably do it through music, right? Sure. Yeah. And soccer to me, I have so much respect for people who play soccer because it's oh, it, it's one of the sports where I feel like you have to be legitimately an, a brilliant athlete and in wonderful shape in order to be able to play it because it's just constantly running. Yes. And like I'm a huge baseball fan, and you just see like the these huge fit big fat pigs just walk up to the plate and it's like he's hoping he's Mouthful not gonna have to run he's yeah. hoping he's like if i don't have to run then i'm Please just gonna hit me i'm Please just gonna crank me. it out of the park as hard you know he's gonna hit it as hard as he can to just keep from having to run one <laughs> yeah. well, of no, the best the best soccer players in the world you know Lionel messi and cristiano ronaldo yep they have the ability to me to be able to predict the future, you know, to look at the field and to predict 10, 15 moves ahead. Oh, yeah, yeah. And to, and, and to execute that takes a little bit of uh, foresight and, um, and and foreseeable future. Sure. And I'm sure that's not something that you can teach because uh, Justin Hill goes to this church. He is the McNeese baseball coach. And uh, I was talking to him one time and I was like, how do you teach a college kid to hit like a 
92 mile an hour fastball or something like that. When they get to college and like the game has just changed, he's like, yeah, you don't. You just recruit them. Wow. <laughs> he's like, because you can't teach it. It's something they, legitimately genetic and physical in the wow. brain that, that only certain people can, can see a ball moving that fast. Yeah, that's why everybody can't be the best, right, Josh? That makes sense. Yeah, like, for like, sure. Like real estate? It's like, that's right. Hey, I wouldn't know about it, but you know. <laughs> now, something else I like about soccer, though, too, and, and I didn't actually, I probably knew about it, but you know, being an American, like it's, mm-hmm. I think it's probably now kind of catching on more and like we're becoming more global and stuff like that but i never really got the full effect of it until the world cup was going on and we were outside of the country uh watching other people get excited about those games was like awesome yeah you, know, you like, want to be it, it's um it's uh, contagious yeah it's, where, where i was you, getting excited about it. what year was that in the world cup uh, this was the last one and they were playing um we were we were in belize and I think was Ronaldo had scored like three in a row or something. They were screaming. Was like, it eighteen or sixteen? It would have been eighteen. Yeah. Eighteen. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That was uh, that was a good one. That was the first time the United States had not made it to the World Cup. I remember that oh. one well. All they had to do in their last qualifying game mm-hmm. was tie Trinidad and Tobago, and they lost one to nothing, and, and that kicked them out oh. of the World Cup. So we're we're. Uh, that sucks. We're just we're ready for 2022 desperately. That'll That's be the next one. The next one. Yeah. Okay. But the girls have one coming up. The females. Oh no, kidding. Yeah, they, I think theirs is this year or 2020. It's staggered. Like one is one year and one's the next year. I think it's staggered every two. Every two. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. Cool. So looking forward to that. Definitely. Definitely, dude. So um, we'll go back to business for a second. Um, you're in title. Obviously, you're an attorney. How long have you been doing that? I have been an attorney. Unfortunately, <laughs> since 2010. We won't hold it against you. No, I say that jokingly. I mean, I love, I love, I became an attorney uh, and went to law school because I love to help people. Sure. I'm the oldest of three children, and uh, I'm the only boy. And I have two little sisters, so I always had a, um, a disposition to want to help my sisters mm-hmm. and to want to help anybody who cared about them or cared about my parents. Um, so I went to law school to want to kind of defend people, help them. Yeah, whoever was trying to be bullied or, or um, dis- uh, you know, disenfranchised, I wanted to assist them. Went to Loyal Law School in 2007 to 2010, got out, and I was like, I'm a lawyer, sweet, what do I do? And <laughs> I knew I wanted to go to be a litigator. Okay. Um, I wanted to go to court every day, and I did yeah. that for about three years. Had my firstborn daughter, and I felt my shoulders kind of drop. Mm. And I didn't want to be on guard so much anymore. Right. So my family's uh, real estate practice for the last 40 years, in some variation of its name, is Bradley Morrow Title. Okay. Um, We've had our office here in Lake Charles, the Lake Charles area, for the last four years. And uh, we've we've been proud of our success and our growth yeah. here. Out at Walnut Grove? Out at Walnut Grove, yep. Beautiful and, little planned uh, community. Oh, yeah. We uh, love it. Yeah, man. That's beautiful. Out and there. Um, so my the way it happened was just by by at God's hands. I really do believe that. I was having these feelings of um you know wanting to be home more, mm-hmm. you know, with my children, not wanting to sacrifice my time with my newborn and my wife, not wanting to Skype in different Amen, states. Amen, man. You never get that time back. No. That's yeah. And so um my my uncle who founded Bradley Moore Title and my aunt, the Angie Bradley Morrow of the name, both approached me and said, "Hey, what do you think about doing real estate?" And I yeah. said, I remember doing real estate in law school. Um, haven't really handled many transactions, but uh, it has allowed me to 
diversify my legal portfolio, if you will. Sure. I don't I don't just do real estate. I also have clients that call me and I usually tell them, if you have any legal need, call me. And if I cannot help you, I will honestly tell you. Yeah. And I'll, I'll put you on someone who can. That's I just like to be a part of the the solution you right. know, to someone. So that's awesome. Yeah, that's what we're here to do, man. We're here to help people. Yeah, you get it. I mean, yeah, I, I saw you. I'll tell a story real quick about Josh Floyd. I was at uh, <laughs> Ingle Safari, what, two or three months ago? Yeah. And I bumped in. I was. I kind of walked in. I was invited to kind of give a, a, a little introduction as to myself and our company. And um, Josh was on his phone at like probably 8.15 in the morning just the only one like running around there's probably four people in the room total you know everybody was kind of coming in congregating and uh josh was going 100 miles an hour and i kind of like kept waving to him and he'd, he'd like make eye contact and give me like a head nod yeah. like yeah I'm, i see you i hey, see buddy. you okay. and i was like all i want to do is like give him a hug you know like. <laughs> and so uh so Josh, you know, I mean, I see you, man. I see how hard you work. So. Thank you, man. I yeah. appreciate that. I really, I just, I want to help everybody. You know, I want to be able to be whatever they need when they need it, you right. know? And so like, I try not to put people off. I try to like take care of every, be that right now kind of guy because business is all happening right now. You know, we have to strike while the iron's hot type of thing. And if you don't, I mean, you can really miss out on opportunity quickly Absolutely. you know they're they're gonna call somebody else real quick if you don't if you we're don't in a right it. now sort of uh sort of world man i mean instant gratification you go online and you can just find the next one you know so that's how we set ourselves apart we, we're available and uh you know we just we care more probably i think that's probably has a lot to do with it um you have any uh interesting real estate stories of late that you want to share anonymously <laughs> anonymously on your podcast that is well, your name <laughs> a friend told me no um man dude lately it's just been all it's it's been all positive you know um for the most part you you get surprised every now and again uh by things that that'll happen um and I, I don't know. I, I hate to, I, I'm the last person to try to speak negative. You know what I mean? So like when something negative does happen, I sort of just like absorb it and, and, and try to look at it like, well, what did I learn from that? You know what I mean? Um, so I've had, you know, a couple of, I don't know, setbacks or whatever. Um, and so I don't know if it's like, it's just a change of perspective. I think this week more than anything is like, I've learned that I need to probably not emotionally react to, to as much mm -hmm. and to, um, and to focus on the positive sides of things, but focused on like what I learned from this and like how I can make myself a better realtor as a result, you know, for my clients. Yeah. I, um, I have, I have one that's an interesting one and this was, uh, with one of my partners, Claire Allen. What you got? She was like, uh, so in, in purchase agreements, through the Louisiana Real Estate Commission that mandates that Josh and any realtor in this state use that contract. There's a section called mineral rights. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yes. And if you sell a house, you can uh, you can reserve them. Sure. But you have to state that you're reserving them. Right. And if you don't, then they just are transferred with the sale if sure. it's silent. So uh, Claire Allen came into my office and she said, uh, I was having a conversation with this seller and the seller asked if she was reserving the minerals and Claire advised her that she was. Yeah. And she said, okay, well, I'm going to go take them out before the sale takes place. 
<laughs> so we were trying to figure out what that looked like. Like uh, with, she's out there with, with a shovel, with no production. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a chisel and a hammer. Just These are my to, minerals. <laughs> trying to get the she, what, if she, what if she had like a box of rocks she collected, like buried, in the, just like no, you're not taking my rocks. These are my rocks. Never get from my cold so, dead hands. So you know, hands. we always, you know, we have we have seven attorneys, and uh, we're always, you know, in, in our office, we're always troubleshooting and tackling things as a team. So. In that instance, she was asking, "What do I do?" Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and you say, "Well, man, that's you know, that's not how it works. I if, think that's... if there's production, then you'll be able to get some royalties, but uh, you can't go start digging a hole before the sale takes place on that vacant lot." Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Can I ask a really dumb real estate question Shoot. from a guy who knows nothing? Sure, please. When you buy a piece of property, yeah. how far down do you own it? That's a good question. All the way. All the way to the crust. All the way to uh, to the magma. To the magma. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that true? Yeah. All, okay. the, all the way down, Sweet. and then all the way up. Actually, air rights. So, oh. so it, I mean, picture your your nice little rectangle lot um, cut out. You know, all the way up to the sky, and all the way down to oh man, to the magma. Cool. I, all right. Cool. I can get my plan in order then. Thanks. <laughs> Appreciate that, guys. Shoot, I feel like I just did something very <laughs> evil. I don't know. <laughs> I gotta make a call. <laughs> this is how super villains get started. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, El, uh, El Chapo probably asked that question too when they were digging tunnels. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so all the way down. Okay. All okay. Right. All right. All right. Challenge accepted. Have you on record. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. Um, Dude, so you also it's you know you also do the the title work, but um, you do some pro bono type type stuff and and have been even awarded for that year after year. Right. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about that? Or? Absolutely. Yeah, I, I was very impressed by that. That's why I'm bringing it up. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, man. I mean, it's it's kind of one of those silent things that I that I just like to do because for selfish reasons, honestly, it's it's for me to feel like I'm doing right by. You're still able to do what you got into it for. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's, helping, I mean, it's the yeah. purest. It's, yeah. it's like, um, it's like a, an ER doctor. Sure. It's, it's triaging real time issues and it's an adrenaline rush because you don't know what you're going to get. So, um, as a Louisiana lawyer, the ethics rules say that lawyers should strive to get at least 60. The word is strive okay. actually, which definitions, um, have meaning yeah. and are very important to lawyers. <laughs> so I think that word needs to be strengthened a little bit with maybe shall or, yeah, or may you will. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, required. So about four or five years ago, five years ago, a friend of mine, attorney named Jason Mott, um, called me last minute and he said, Brandon, can you come fill in at the Bar Association and come sit on what's for a program called Council on Call? Mm-hmm. And I said, Jason, I don't like surprises. I like to prepare before I do anything. For sure. And he's like, please, it, it would really help me out. So I, I dropped everything I was doing, went in early morning at nine o'clock and sat at a desk with two other attorneys at different desks. And they literally open up the door they give you a piece of paper, they, the Bar Association administrators, and they give you a piece of paper and they say, this person has this legal issue. Yeah. This is a bankruptcy question. This is a child support question. This is a custody question. This is a real estate question. This is an eviction question. This mm-hmm. is a personal injury question. So they sit down and it's a 15-minute block um, legal advice session. Okay. And generally, the people that come in are disadvantaged and don't have the resources to be able to hire an attorney. They wouldn't, yeah. And they honestly, 
to the real core of the matter, they have no resource in general outside of money in terms of support, family, friends, right. or just regular life experience knowledge to be able to get direction. Like, you know, for example, somebody might come in and say, you know, um, how do I fill this form out? Mm-hmm. You help them fill out a form, you know, a pleading. What do I do after this? You go, you know where the courthouse is? No, I don't know where the courthouse is. You kind of give them some direction. Yeah. So it's not just straight up legal advice. It's just like some guidance, I would right. call it. So um, for the last four years, I've been awarded um, as one of the attorneys with the most pro bono uh, time given for the Bar Association. I'm very proud of it. I yeah. really do enjoy it. That's awesome, man. That's huge. Yeah. That kind of paints a different picture of of uh, lawyers in some people's mind who think that lawyers are for sure, you know, crooks or whatever, but you know, this this would really definitely paint that in a different light for maybe some people who have a a bad um, feeling about lawyers or attorneys in general. Yeah. You know? Yeah, no. To, to know I like especially with hearing the way you talk about Josh and the way Josh talks about you, like uh I always I always joke around with Josh that nobody likes real estate agents, <laughs> but but I like Josh, you know. And I, Sweet, and it's kind of the uh, thing with just kind of like capitalism in general. It's like capitalism can both make people money and help people at the same time. And yeah. that Josh always is very generous with his time to help people. He helped me buy, helped me and my wife buy our first home yeah. when we never thought we'd be able to buy a home. You know, guidance. Yeah, guidance. Yeah. And and you you doing the kind of the same thing with the legal work for people. It's like. You know, it's nice to be able to have the alternative. Like, yeah, that probably yeah. does exist, and sure. hey, maybe that's a lot, but that's not everybody, right? You know? Exactly. No, there is. It's nice to be the difference. I think maybe that's another selfish reason why I do it because not only do you get to help the person who's in front of you, but you also get to see, like you said, Justin, some of your colleagues, and there are uh, there are a lot of them. I mean, you're you're right. There are a lot of people who volunteer. It's not just me. Yeah, mm-hmm. there are a lot of other attorneys in many parishes, all parishes that that volunteer their time. Um, and and you're right. It it's uh, it's it's good to see. It it makes you makes you feel like we're all in this together right. as human beings. Yeah. You know? So, is it more young lawyers that are doing stuff like this? Maybe um, are they more community minded, or is it the older lawyers that have the time and are closer to retirement, or, or is it a mixture of both that that, that do this sort of thing? Um, honestly, I think it's a mixture of both. Okay. Uh, but I do find myself. Um, around the coffee pot with a lot of guys, you know, our age and yeah. late twenties, early thirties. That's encouraging to see, man. I yeah. love that. And it's, you know, like um, uh, we took a, I took a picture. I, I, I don't like to take pictures, and I'm not, I'm not too much of a public person mm-hmm. in terms of Facebook. I don't really know how to use social media too much. I'm still <laughs> learning. Um, it's a necessary evil. I got man. Facebook I'm like, part of, yeah, it's part I got of life. Facebook like six years ago, so I'm just, I'm still have my toe in the water. But I was around these four guys that had volunteered and I was talking to, and I knew each one of them. And I was like, man, you were class of, I was class of 03. You were class of 01. You were class of 1999. You were class of 96. And I was like, let's take a picture of this, yeah. man. Like we're like, uh, you know, a, a special ops group of people who right. are just here to, to do, to do God's work, you know, to mm-hmm. do, do service. Don't say how good you do, just do it. You know, actions speak louder than words. Certainly. And I think it's even the best kind of, like my favorite kind of charity is charity that helps people get out of the situation that they're in. Mm. Instead of just like, instead of just giving you a plate of food, why don't I teach you how to cook? You know, mm. instead of just uh, giving you some money, why don't I help you get a job? Totally. You know, that kind of thing. I think that that kind of work, like you said, doing God's work, I think you're really doing 
a, a really great version of that. And it's not just like, oh, let me hear, let me just do it for you. It's like, yeah. no, let me show you how to do it. Let me give you direction and yeah. How, yeah. To, how to how to solve the problem. Well, and 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 the the conflict for me is always that we only have fifteen minutes, unfortunately. Right. Right. Like. They come in. They the the client comes in with large stacks of paper. There's no way you can and, disseminate and, down through that in and 15 I, minutes. I have to give that disclaimer sometimes, and I say, let's not focus on all of this history. Let's focus on now. Yeah. Like I'll give you an ex- both an example of one of my most memorable um, sessions. This lady walks in with a lot of paper, mm-hmm. and she's she's um. She looks like she's not in the best health. Um, <clears throat> and she comes and she sits down and she says, I want to sue my landlord. Okay. And I said, okay, well, why do you want to sue your landlord? She said, the house that I live in is, um, I'm renting it and I have children. And uh, my son has uh, bed bugs. My son's fainting in the house and at, at times. And she said, and, and I'm in my third trimester. I couldn't tell that she was pregnant. Oh, okay. And I, I said, you're pregnant? And she said, yes. She said, look at these letters from the city telling me that the house is uh, a nuisance, a public nuisance. So there were some sewage issues and gas leaks maybe. Oh, yeah. And I said, I don't care about this lawsuit, man. We need to get you out of this house. For real. For real. You know? And she said, well, okay. I said, do you have any family you could call? No. I don't have have any siblings. I don't Mm -hmm. have parents. And I, I, I... went straight to the church. I said, do you go to church? Mm-hmm. And she said, yes, I do. I said, do you know your pastor's number? Or could you get in contact with your pastor or right. your priest? And she said, yes, I could. I said, if you call your pastor or your priest, they will make accommodations for you and your children and your unborn child mm-hmm. to be able to be in a healthy environment. And then after that, let's talk about this lawsuit yeah. with, against your landlord. Mm. You know, So... That type of practical advice for sure is just like they they soak it up. They're like, "Wow, I never thought about it." Sometimes people get so impassioned with uh, are passionate about their legal issue, yeah, and they kind of put the blinders on and they right. can't think practically. They, they they want the justice so bad. They're they're they want their injustice to be rectified yeah. before <laughs> they just go like, "Maybe you need to leave the house where your kid is fainting first. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah for sure. sure. So those are just examples, but thanks for bringing that up, Josh. Yeah. yeah, no, thank you for all you you do, man. For those in need, I think I think it's huge. I think we're on this earth to help each other. Um, ultimately, you know, if you had a reason, have to have a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, then we're here to be a light to each other. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's awesome. That's huge, um, dude. So <laughs> I got into the studio today, and um, I I didn't really have like a, a necessary like way that you know I wanted to to go about things and stuff like that. But some of the some of the things that I asked probably a lot of our guests are like you know we're young uh, we're entrepreneurs you know things like that. Maybe there's folks listening to the podcast that uh, are looking up to us as like hey they they've actually done something you know. Uh, what would you you know what kind of advice would you give? Perhaps to maybe a younger person looking at you going, man, this guy's doing something and it's really awesome, uh, whether in law or just in general, just in business. Uh, what's some good tips that you have for maybe the younger generation? That's a good question. Um, I'm going to use my youngest sister as an example. She's 21. Mm-hmm. And she called me a few years ago and said, B, I want to, she calls me B. She said, uh, Brandon, I want to go to law school. And I said, well, let's go have lunch. And we went and had lunch. And I said, 
this is why you don't need to go to law school. Okay, <laughs> you know, you go to, you know, you can do anything you want and mm. and make money, um, and it's not necessarily all about money. Right. It's about your standard of living, your peace of mind, what's important to you, your time with your family, you know. Absolutely. And balancing hey, that. I'm a professional musician. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> time. Yeah. Time is important. But but what I would tell a young person of any age, not just 21, is I think it goes back to service and uh, meet people. Mm-hmm. Meet people and be nice to people. Build relationships. Be nice to people. I tell my two daughters that, Lily and Alice, they're seven and four or six and a half and four and a half, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, be nice to people. Uh, you're going to see someone again. Yeah. And this place is small, this world we live in. And talk to the garbage man. Talk to the president or the principal of you know, a higher education yeah. uh, organization. Talk to people in line when you're at Starbucks Take or, the time, or, or, or at the dry yeah. cleaners. You know, Don't duck your Facebook friends when you see them at Walmart. Yeah, go say hi. Uh, another another good <laughs> another good bit of advice I would say is don't be afraid to connect. Mm-hmm. Don't hide behind your phone. Yeah. Don't text message. Don't be on social media. Get out there and bump into people. Absolutely. Know? Look at us. We're just three regular dads just sitting in the studio um, <laughs> on a Friday morning. You know, at ten o'clock, just sharing time with each other. Yeah. Right. And when you share time with each other, that's an investment. It's not necessarily the money. You know, right. it's it's the time of investment. I, I bought a house. Uh, Josh helped me buy a house in Jennings, so I live in Jennings. And yeah. there, there's a guy that I've been. You know, with all this gear that you see in here, it's always a uh, it's a moving target most of the time. But it it, co- it comes and goes, it comes and goes. New things come in, old things go out. Well, I've been trading gear with this uh, older gentleman for years. Uh-huh. He lives right down the street from me. Wow, we never even no knew. kidding, no kidding. What? Yeah, because we had kind of worked out a deal, and I was like, "You want to meet up in town?" He's like, "I'm already home in Jennings." I was like, "You're home in what?" <laughs> I was like, "You work in town?" And you, he's like, "Yeah, I live in what street you live on?" Turns out he lives like. Two minutes from my front door, That's we never awesome. even knew. So now we're like going to hang out and stuff <laughs> yeah, like that. He's, and he's he's like probably got a couple decades on me. He's nice. a super cool guy. But good, I was like, he's a good musician too. So you got to play together. Yeah, he's, he's a he's a and he's a fun guy. He's super That's cool. Awesome. Yeah, your wife's gonna be like, dude, we need to move. Yeah, <laughs> we need to get out of here. Oh, I'm sure he's gonna be a bad influence. <laughs> Y'all are just gonna conveniently trade all the time oh, and play no. music together. Yeah. <laughs> Well, if you need to sell your house, man, hit me up, uh, 337-263-59. Is that a good move to sell your house four months after you move in? I, I uh, Oh, yeah. I always recommend that. Okay, That's great. Cool. Well, Josh, I'll, I'll, I'll turn it back on you, man, and just say, you yeah. know, in your experience, what would you, uh, would you, would you agree with that? Would you add to that? Would you? I, no, I think, I think that nothing will ever replace uh, face-to-face interaction. I think that, you know, you can get as good as you want, have as sharp of social media game as you want, and do great cool stuff and you should you should be doing all that probably but nothing's ever going to replace just a real eye connection handshake you know that kind of stuff especially in uh, smaller areas like southwest louisiana i think you know for sure maybe you can go to new york city and just you know keep it whatever uh no you know friendliness just business whatever but like especially here in this area Mm. i think it's super duper important and it's important everywhere but I can understand, you know, perhaps in a bigger area, why it wouldn't. You're going to deal with way more people, yeah. you know. Um, but no, you're absolutely right. You have to treat you have to treat people like they're like friends, mm-hmm. you know, not just uh, something that a can be replaced yeah. or a transaction. Yeah, exactly. I mean, to me, also words that I would use that are elicited by human interaction are things like empathy, 
mm-hmm. um, nonverbal communication. Yeah. Um, you know, just just understanding someone and what they're going through. You know, and and knowing where they want to go and what they're. You can do that on the telephone, but I feel like it's it it seeps into the brain and it lodges itself right. whenever you have that that interaction, that face to face interaction. Right. Absolutely. Um, I guess another piece of advice that I would give to someone, I was asked actually to do a video for our company, um, not too long ago and, and pretty much talk about this exact same thing. Uh, so one of the other things that I recommended to them was, and I think it had been recommended to me. So this isn't really, you know, original or whatever, but, uh, live your life as if fear were not an issue, you know? So whatever you're afraid of, whatever's holding you back from improving your life or doing something that you really want to do, get rid of that, find a way to get rid of that fear and get over yourself and just do it, you Mm -hmm. know? Um, so that would be another bit of advice I'd probably give to a younger generation. And, um, I mean, I'm learning, I'm, I'm, I'll be 34 next month. I'm, I'm learning that, uh, wait, when's, when's your birthday? March 12th. Okay. We're literally like a month apart. You know that, right? I'm yeah. April 14th. Nice. 85? 85, baby. What's up? No Dude. one ever lived life was born 85 whenever. Old Paul McCartney song. <laughs> nice. Um, but uh, I'm learning through um, the the the, uh, the younger generation, the 21-year-old kids I was talking about, Yeah. that you don't necessarily need to go to college. You know, that's to make money. I, I, I grew up thinking you have to go to college to make money. Yeah. You know, my parents, and I'm glad. Dude, you I, are absolutely right. I'm, I'm not going to let my kids listen to this podcast, but you're absolutely yeah, right. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm not um, <laughs> well, it all depends on what you go to college for. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm joking. Mean, yeah. You, I, I went to technical school, so I didn't. I went to I college. Too. I went to college for a short time, and it was not uh, my scene for sure. Yeah. And so I stopped doing that. And I went to technical school instead, and it was a good experience. And for a while there, I made a lot of money. So, so I'm not promoting that you do not go get a higher education. Okay. For sure. Um, there's a lot of different ways you can do that. Look, my, I I will tell you going to college definitely has its, its advantages. What does it do again? It makes you go to a class and meet people Yeah, and know professors have experiences, have experience. And those connections last forever. Yeah. I mean, I still have people I call on in college in different areas where I need someone, um, and, and, I, I reach out to them. Um, but let me use my sister again, Jillian Bradley. I'm, I'm calling you out a lot, Jill, but hey, Jill. Uh, <laughs> she, um, at this conversation where she said, I want to go to law school, you know, in the real conversation, I said, Jillian, you don't need to go to law school if you think that you want to make a lot of money. Um, I said, I think you should do, you should continue to do business, get a business degree and you can do a startup if you want. Whatever is in your idea oh, yeah. as to what company you want to. And then if you don't like that one, you do another one. And if you don't like that one, you do another one. For sure. So she's uh, actually got a great opportunity through relationships, you know, not just through relationships, but um, with her education and, and her uh, her hard work that she put in in college. And through reaching out to a few people, she got the great opportunity to work for a company called Opportunity Machine mm-hmm. in Lafayette. And uh, it's um, it's kind of a subsidized organization, nonprofit through the city that actually helps startup companies have like spaces and resources to be able to conduct meetings or research wow. or um, or just figure out how to start an LLC yeah. to be able to operate. And again, 
those relationships get stronger too because right. you have all these startup companies, like-minded people going, oh, I have this idea. I have this widget I want to put in the market or I have this product of food that I want to put in the market. And guess what? Those people remember each other because they yep. started out in the trenches mm-hmm. and they want to help each other. Um, so you don't necessarily – there's not one mold is yeah. how, I, how I'll finish that. Yeah, absolutely. And nowadays you can make money doing anything. That's like you trying to tell my kids, man. You can go online and sell things and you know make sure have a good side hustle that way. Do y'all's so. kids watch those toy videos? Not anymore. They used to. <laughs> oh, God. I'm still Are you talking up. about like the eggs that they oh, open or like gosh. the surprise boxes S- and uh, stuff so- like that? Somehow YouTube stopped working on the TV. I don't know what happened. <laughs> I need so. to use that. I that's a good idea. Yeah. Hey, man, I don't know. I can't. I told him I can't remember my login. Just but a that's little light deception. Crap. Not a big deal. <laughs> They're kids. Yeah. They'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. If I had to give one piece of advice yeah, from someone it. on the total opposite end of the spectrum yeah. as, a, as a professional artist, my wife's a professional artist as well. She's a photographer and stuff like that, is to say yes to every creative impulse. And I think, Josh, you probably are sure. the same way. Yeah. Any creative impulse, say yes to it Go and do just it. follow it down to... My wife's writing a book right now. I'm writing a book right now. My wife's a photographer uh, and an artist. Mm-hmm. I'm a visual artist and I'm a musician. And just say yes to whatever creative thing comes in your head. I'm sure yep. that can help with business too. Whatever idea you have, chase it down until it, it stops running and then find the next thing and chase after it. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Life is like a book and you should never be afraid to turn the page. I was going to use the word afraid. Don't be afraid. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I think I think that's what hinders a lot of people with like like you said you picked up the guitar and you were learning how to play music. It's you said yes to that impulse to want to do that, mm-hmm. and a lot of people say yeah. no to those impulses because they don't they're afraid they're not going to be good at it. All right, or I'm going to do it. I'm starting my band. Do it. <laughs> you know, or, Let's go. You know that they're afraid they're not going to be good at it. They're afraid they're going to be embarrassed or or whatever. It's yeah. just say yes to whatever creative impulse happens, and you'd be very surprised. for sure how well things can turn out and yeah Yeah. talent is something that kind of um is interpretational too so like don't don't allow your own vision of what your talent is to Mm -hmm. to define it because somebody else could totally dig it Mm -hmm. that could be their thing you know i've looked at so many pieces of art where like you know most of people look at it and be like i don't get it that's garbage and i'm like this is one of the most beautiful things i've ever seen i'm I'm the other guy sometimes i look at stuff and scratch my head i'm like what am i looking at here (laughs) but then uh like you said the the guy right next to you is crying over it or something you know yeah okay there you go it just means something different so no I, i think that's really great advice actually justin what's your um i love to read and i used to like to write myself i used to write like little short stories growing up and cool. poetry. I mean, English is the only thing I've ever excelled in. Me too. <laughs> Me too. I was, I, I've always said this, I, the joke I ongoing yeah. have is, uh, I'm, I'm not good at two things in life, math and basketball. There you go. <laughs> That's it. Everything else I'm good at kind of, you know, but, uh, but what's your, it may be premature, but what's, what kind of, well, my my wife is writing a uh, kind of a cookbook because uh, she's a wonderful cook, and she's been writing this cookbook slash kind of book of general thoughts and ramblings. But mine is actually like a I really like Hardy Boys books and uh, kind of like short adventure novels for yeah. kids from back in the '60s and '50s. Oh, yeah, that's cool. uh, the Phantom was one that I, I really like, and those books are hard to find. But I'm writing yeah. a uh, kind of a modern version of like the boys' adventure book. It's going to be called Jack Henry and the Curse of the Forgotten Amulet. And uh, nice. And I'll I'll give you a preface of what the the thing's about. It's about a boy named Jack Henry and his friend who find a a cursed object in their woods behind their house, and it turns his best friend into into a hippo. 
and they have to <laughs> go on a journey to try to figure out how to turn him back into a into a normal boy. And uh, y'all need good. to animate this. Yeah, it's got, it's got all kinds of like adventure stuff and that fighting skeletons awesome. and a time traveling King Arthur who uses Ex- Excalibur to travel through time. <laughs> oh, nice. What? Man, that sound like fun? <laughs> it does. How, how, I'll how, read it. How, how, I, I'm going to try to keep it uh, pretty novella size. So maybe, maybe a, a 150, 200 pages, something like that. Short and yeah. big font. I want, I, I'm really trying to gear it towards. I'm really writing it for my boys is really what I'm doing. I want them to have something that I feel like is fun, you know, to read. Because I I grew up reading Lord of the Rings, Chronicles of Narnia, all this kind of stuff. And I was like, these books are awesome. But I want one that's just absurd and and silly and has uh, really fun elements. <laughs> Not in, allegorical you know? necessarily. Right, yeah. yeah. No, 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 no real moral or right. lesson, but <laughs> just about like friendship and I would and always get so awesome. doing that kind Dude, of stuff. Dude, we'd read books as a kid and I would always get so frustrated. Like, can't the lion just be a lion? <laughs> 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 like, do I have to have a lesson involved God, with this? Really, <laughs> man. <laughs> I want that's on my bucket list though. I want to write a book too, man. That's do it. We went to uh we went to the library just this last weekend. I hadn't been in a library in years. Yeah. And um, it's nice. It's nice For to sure. be in a library. Like, mm-hmm. it's quiet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, man. <laughs> you, you no, could, no one's allowed to make noise, I mean, technically. Yeah, think of this concept. That does it's sound quiet, great. and you can grab a book and go in a corner, and nobody can bother you, right? Yeah, You're man. just like sitting. So the, the, uh, the perspective from a child's mind, you know, they have all these creative technology, little things you can do, like iPads. Right. The four-and-a-half-year-old went straight to the DVD section. And the yeah. six and a half year old went straight to like the big girl book section. So like I had to balance both of those. <laughs> ma'am, um, the librarian. Yeah. Ma- ma'am, what is the uh, the limit on DVDs exactly? <laughs> <laughs> and we're at like nine, right? She's like, it's ten. I'm like, yes, awesome. oh, sweet. Yes. Crisis averted. Don't have to break a heart today. <laughs> we won't be violating the quiet rule here Thank in the library. God. <laughs> That's awesome. It's so much better than it used to be, man. The library was just like, I don't know. They didn't have nearly as much. And like the last time we were there, you're right. There's like video games. There's everything that you can possibly imagine you can get now. It's awesome. Dude. Yeah. Um, well, dude, thank you so much for coming and chilling with us today in the studio. I so really much fun, appreciate man. it, man. Yeah. It, it, this is all about business, but it, it's really about just like, like you said, relationships. It's about hanging out and really letting our listeners hear who we are, you know, right. because people want to do business with their friends. And that, that's something we touched on in one of the last podcasts. Right. It's so true. Um, again, guys, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. This is the awesome real estate show podcast. My guest today was Brandon Bradley. Hello, hello. Dude, um, if if they need to get in touch with you for your title services, go ahead and quickly tell them how to do that. Yeah. Um, uh, the name of our company, again, is Bradley Moore Title. We're in the Walnut Grove area of town right off of Salier. Um, my email address is Brandon, B-R-A-N-D-O-N, at Bradley, B-R-A-D-L-E-Y, Morrow, M-O-R-E-A-U.com. And I will be as so bold, Josh, to even um, give out my cell phone. Go my ahead, cell, dude. My cell phone is 337-288-7086. And if you want to call me, I'll pick it up and we can talk, whatever you want to talk smooth about. Smooth deals, man. Every time I've used uh, you know, their title company, that's been really smooth. They keep everybody up to date on everything that's going on. So awesome. highly recommend you guys. Tell me if we're not. Tell Absolutely. me if we don't get it. So. <laughs> oh, you'll hear about it. Trust me. <laughs> Again, and Justin, thank you so much for joining us today. No you're, problem. You're a great co-host. You guys are listening to the Awesome Real Estate Show podcast. Please subscribe, like, and share uh, with your friends. Have an amazing day. House, 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 house.
house. 